For the first episode of Cyberly back in March of 2021, I felt it was really important to highlight the folks who are out here killing the content game. So it was a no-brainer to invite CEO of Allegiant Logistics, Shay Dixon, on the show. Hello everyone, Blythe Bromley with DigitalDispatch.io here, and with the final rebroadcast of 2021, I wanted to shine a light on someone who is out here doing the damn thing still. Shay is one of my favorite follows on social media because she genuinely cares. She cares about her business, her employees, her family, helping others grow, and she shows it all over her social media with Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, and more. She drops so many gems in this episode, such as how she connects with carriers on social media, how she prioritizes company photos to highlight how her company is different, the importance of getting involved with organizations like Leading Ladies of Logistics, and so much more. So if you're looking for a good case study on how you can use social media in 2022, look no further than this conversation with Shay. Hope y'all enjoy. Now, speaking of someone who's got a great communication strategy, let's go ahead and bring in Shay Dixon. I am so excited to have this conversation. She is the CEO of Allegiant Logistics, and she's also a mentor for Ladies of Logistics. So let's go ahead and bring Shay in. How you doing? I am doing so well. Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Welcome to the inaugural. You are the first guest for the inaugural episode. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy that it's going to be you because I've been listening to some of your podcasts that you've done and some of your interviews that you've done. And I'm so excited to have this conversation. So for folks who, who haven't been obsessing over your, your <laughs> podcast appearances and following your social media, like I have, let's go ahead, go ahead and break down how you got into the crazy world of logistics. Well, first, I want to say the feeling is mutual because I watch all of your stuff as well. I am a huge fan. I love what you're doing in the content space. So uh, my name is Shaylin Dixon. I am the CEO of Allegiant Logistics. So I am operating a third-party logistics company, and we specialize in the aerospace and manufacturing sectors. So for me, I have always been a creative. I learned from several other influencers. I kind of watch people and I enjoy making video content. I've done it for clients in a consulting role. And now that I am in the logistics space, I'm like, why can't I make this fun? Why can't I connect with shippers, other brokers, other people in the industry and enjoy the process. So I've been really enjoying being on LinkedIn and using this space to share my journey as a new broker. Our experiences are so unique and I hope that I'm encouraging somebody. Uh, you absolutely are. I mean, you're, you're encouraging me. So I hope that everybody else that that's watching will feel the same way. Um, but I was listening to your interview on the trucking for millennials podcast, which is a great episode. If you are going, if you enjoy this episode, I imagine that you would enjoy that episode as well. Shay goes super in depth on, on her business and, and just different strategies. But she, you said that you were doing consulting work for women and minority owned companies because they needed more guidance on the fundamentals. Can you elaborate yes. a little bit on what's missing between those communities that that you hope to shed a light on? Well, I, I also think that content marketing or any type of content is, it really requires a specific strategy. And no one ever taught me a strategy. So I sometimes feel in these spaces, um, we don't always invest in those things because we're trying to do the day-to-day, run the business, you know, learn how to handle the back office, learn how to handle the accounting portion, learn how to make sure all our legal documents are in order. So sometimes content becomes 
something on the back burner. And so for me, when we opened our business and we started our business, I knew that this was going to be the most important thing to get us visible. When you're in logistics, you have to stand out. Shippers, customers, everyone that I've met or come in contact with, it's because I've met them in a, in a different way. It was never me calling them and saying, hey, shipper, I'm Shaylin Dixon. You know, I want to move freight for you. It was always uh, them connecting with a personal story that I told, them connecting with something that I shared, a challenge or an obstacle that we found our opportunity in or in a way that I've served. So I really wanted to serve other women, especially because I feel like we're underrepresented and sometimes we struggle on how to fit into this space, whether it's how we show up or, um, you know, if, if we're funny or if we're formal, I know I struggled at the beginning of my journey. So mm-hmm. I made sure that I could encourage other women and kind of teach them how to show up fully, share their knowledge. Even if you're new, you have something to share. You've overcome something. You've had a challenge. And I, I really just, you know, wanted to uh, grow from there and help other people grow. And, and you make a great point because I think it, it's sort of similar for me. When I first got into logistics, I was like, well, it's sort of stuffy. It's, it's, it's one of those <laughs> platforms where you got to keep your business side on one and then your, yeah. your, you know, your entertainment side on another. And it's a hard line between the two. So how did you, how did you balance that, that initial struggle of what kind of content and how you were going to get the name of your company out there? Cause you, you started your company in a pandemic. So everybody's home. Everybody's looking for some kind of, you know, entertainment option and you were able to provide that in a social media space. Right. So it was a struggle at first because I really didn't understand what my goal was, right? That was the biggest thing in the beginning. I was just putting out content, but I didn't have a strategy and I wasn't specific about who exactly am I talking to. So the first thing I did is just figure out a strategy. Honestly, I told my entire team, okay, what do we want to accomplish this month in our customer base, in our social media space, whether it's positioning our business, whether it's building trust, whether it's just allowing people to get to know who I am, Shaylin Dixon, as the CEO of the company, because I believe that if people can trust me, then they'll trust my brand. So Hmm. I made sure that Every day I posted, I had a specific audience. So when I spoke to a shipper, I spoke directly to them. Um, you saying I, you know, being direct as if I'm speaking to one person. So I was able to connect more with people in, in that uh, realm. And then with people and my peers, I wanted to come from an encouraging standpoint because there were several people like, um, you know, I I, I won't name anybody specifically because I don't want to forget anybody, but but you know, (laughs) there's specific people in our industry that are so inspiring and so encouraging. Like I'll just say Chris Jolly, I follow him all the time. I love his content, Dan Deegan, you know, um, I I really enjoy following those people and you were one of them as well. And um, Sarah Barnes Humphrey and just making sure that I engaged with those people. But what I noticed is that there's not much representation. Yeah, you're you're definitely right because it's almost a situation where if you can take a blueprint of what somebody else is doing well, then you can kind of notice what are the questions that uh, of the the content creators that you like, what are they covering and why, and sort of try to reverse engineer of what they're doing, and then you're also checking out who's commenting on those posts, what kind of questions right. are they an- what kind of questions are they asking, uh, figuring that stuff out, and then 
adjusting your plan on the fly because we can strategize. I, I think a, a lot of us learned that lesson the hard way a year ago that we can strategize for a full year and then something out of our control is going to hit and it's going to, that plan is going to go right out the window. And one of the things that I, I really loved about hearing your interview is that you mentioned that you have eight employees now and you invested in your processes first before you invested in technology and you figured out how technology fits into those processes, which I love because I know a lot of people out there, including myself, have probably wasted a lot of money on getting some new software. So so how did you figure out what kind of software you needed? Because I feel like that that is such an intimidating thing for a new business owner, especially in logistics, where you're trying to learn everything on the logistics side, the operation side, and then how technology fits into it. So what were what were the, the first few, I guess, tech investments that you made that you said, th- these are the ones that we got to have? Well, for me, I don't ever want to recreate the wheel. So I go by what other successful people have done. So even looking at like the CEO of Nike, I know that every single aspect of the business, he learned that and then made better process. So when I started off, my mind frame was, I need to do every single part of the process, make the process as efficient as possible. And what I realized is that when it came to our accounting process and when it came to our TMS system, those were the two most important parts of our technology investments. So for mm-hmm. me, I, I recognize that instead of hiring like two more dispatchers or an accountant, I made sure that I partnered with a factoring company, Axel, that handles most of my accounts receivable, accounts payable collections. So I'm uploading everything into their portal. And what people don't understand is that as a millennial, I want my job to be as easy as possible. If I can replace a person with technology, I would any day because technology 99% of the time is going to perform at a hundred percent. People don't always, right? Right. That's just, <laughs> when you're starting up, I need 100% performance. So um, it made it a lot easier for me with that. And then with my TMS system, because I didn't need to have someone uh, sending out reports, someone, you know, I could track and trace everything from one screen and that saved me hours in the day. So I could spend more time doing other things and and seeking Hmm. out new business. And you also mentioned that the training and mentorship that you, you, you yourself took part in before you ever even opened up the doors. How did you know what training and mentorship to even go after before starting a business? So I didn't know, honestly, it was trial and error. And I listened to a lot of other podcasts. I listened to a lot of people who are in the industry and the mistakes that they've made and the successes they've had. So one thing I learned is to focus on specifically what people um, can quantify, right? Um, And show you that they've actually done instead of what they say they do. So when I looked for someone specifically to mentor me, um, I had two women that mentored me. I specifically looked for people that were not just saying they could do something, but showing me and doing it in their business. And I felt like that was solid enough for me to start with learning from them. And then I made sure that I took it upon myself to continuously grow. And I continuously grow from a lot of mentors in all, I listen to podcasts all day long. I literally listen to great waves all the time, like put my coffee down. I want to know what's going on in the industry because no one can take that knowledge away from you. 
Exactly. And and so you have benefited from that mentorship role. And now you've actually signed on to become a mentor to sort of give back to the community as well. And and, and tell us a little bit about the the, the ladies of logistics and, and your new mentorship role that you have within them. Yes. Yeah, so leading ladies of logistics um, started in 2017, uh, Tristan, and then she added some partners, Samantha, Tawana, and Vanessa. So they basically realized that there wasn't a large space for women in the industry, whether you're a fleet owner or whether you have a freight brokerage or whether you're offering warehousing services. So they thought of creating a safe space for women to engage, for women to share resources, to, you know, give that free game that everyone is looking for that you can't find on Google and you can't find on YouTube. You know, when you're, you have a claim and now you don't know what to do, your driver's not answering, you have no idea where your driver is, you know, being able to put that in our private group and be like, guys, I've never experienced this before. What do I do? So that that's really where it started with the the mentoring and they have a broker portal and they do events here in Atlanta. And so it's a great way for other women to connect that are new in the industry. Absolutely. I started following them on all their social media accounts and, and just to see the interaction between the group, it just seems like such a great place to, to have that networking and that safe space that, that you mentioned. Now, earlier in the show, you, you, you said that you handle the content creation for the business. Can you tell us a little bit about the inspiration? Where do you find inspiration and how does that factor into your overall strategy? Are you posting to social media daily? Are you email marketing? Are you focusing on your website? Break that down a little bit for us. So we do everything. So. Honestly, when I was younger, my dad is amazing. And if you're listening to dad, I love you. But um, so, and he's a Latin teacher and he always used to say, every time I was like, dad, I'm going to do this, dad, I'm going to do that. He would be like, carpe diem. So my email signature even says carpe diem and it means seize the day. And so when I started the business, we could not afford to pay somebody two, $3,000 a month to create content for us. So I felt like, I had to do what I could as the youngest person on my team, as the millennial, and as someone that understands the role of social media and content strategy and marketing. So Mm. I really came from a space of, I will post every day or at least try. I utilize uh, accounts as such as later or planally, depending on which platform it is. I will outsource my graphic design occasionally, but most of the time I make all of our content for the business page and my page in Canva. I've taken courses. I read up on it. I feel like there's there's nothing in the content space that you can't learn. It's just having a willingness and a desire to show up. And I wanted, I wanted my brand to be trustworthy. And people trust your brand when your branding and your content strategy align so that people know my story. People know what our company um, specializes in. They know where I'm going. They know my strategy for the business, um, what our growth plan is. And it's because I've communicated that through our content strategy. So that was almost as important as our business foundation, because this is how we are positioning and publicizing our brand. I, I don't, before like doing podcast interviews or any of that, that's all I had to do, you know? So that, that's fine. That's um, that, that's super insightful because you mentioned a, f- a few tools in there that that I've used on the regular. So I think it's knowing and, and and spreading awareness of how much time commitment goes into it, and and how sometimes we don't really know if a post is going to perform well. We just kind of hit post and and just hope for the best. 
So with you, with that in mind, do you have a favorite platform that you like to participate in? So I love Instagram because it, Mm. I am like myself. I, I love TikTok too, but I love reels because, you know, of course the visibility. So Mm. I love that because my friends are there. So people in the industry. So it's, it's enjoyable. However, for my business, LinkedIn is the best place. I tell everyone, I literally, when you talk about like spending time creating content and not knowing how it's going to perform, I've spent hours on some content and then it just got like two likes. And then I recorded a nine second video in a warehouse. And it was, all I said is happy Friday, have an awesome day. And it, it's still, people still view it now. And it's like months later, I got customers from that one video and oh, wow. I didn't, there was no planning in it. I was like, okay, so now I'm learning to plan content, but also do some of my content off of the cuff um, to see how that'll perform as well. So it's trial and error. It really is because it, you brought up a great point. There, there are so many times when I have sat through and I have strategically planned out a week's worth of content and what I'm going to record and I'm going to hit post and I'm going to post it at this time of the day because that's when my audience is most active. That's what the tools tell me. And then it falls flat or you, you do something like a uh, post a meme to LinkedIn falls flat, but a, a yeah. short form video that goes up to TikTok, that is a, an office tool that I like to use, ends up getting a, you know, a half a million views on it. And I'm like, how does this even make sense? <laughs> so I it's one of those know. things uh, with content. It's like not to think, think about your strategy, but don't put all your eggs in one basket with that one strategy. Do you know of like a, a marketing or digital media strategy that you want to learn more about that you don't know yet? So I do not do a lot of video content. Um, I, definitely nothing that's long form. Everything I do is short form because people's attention span is short. So anything over 15 seconds, normally I'm scrolling past. So yep. <laughs> I try to do like short content and you have to catch me on like the first 15 seconds. Like I need it to be like so I haven't done anything longer, but I would like to learn how to, because I've learned a lot over the last few months and I want to be able to share it, but I want it to captivate people, right? I don't Mm -hmm. want it to fall flat or for people to be bored. And I think that that's the hardest part going from doing that short content to doing longer content or like, even like you're doing hosting a show, right? That's, you have to practice (laughs) (laughs) and build. Yes. I, and I, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get more practiced in, in that area, in that space, so I can show up more. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, you, you have the the knowledge and the experience being a CEO of, of a fast-growing company. So so tell us a little bit more about your, your company and what you specialize in. So we specialize in the transportation of high-cargo value uh, products, whether it's in the aerospace industry or whether it's in the manufacturing sector. So... We just basically have expanded over time. Um, we do provide three third-party solutions. So whether it's helping uh, shippers source carriers or whether it's helping them with their process internally, um, I am a problem solver and so is my team. Mm-hmm. So that's where we've kind of found our niche. You know, Georgia's, uh, we have Robbins Air Force Base, which is one of the three uh, U.S. Air Force Air Logistics Centers in the U.S. And there's over 500 companies here in Georgia that specialize in all facets and the aerospace industry. So when we first started, I was like, 
we love airplanes and I will tell everybody that I'm going to own a private jet. So I'm highly (laughs) interested in them. Like people are with cars. I love airplanes and I love flying and traveling on airplanes. So researching about it and learning about the industry has made it, you know, it's, it's not work for us because we enjoy it. So, you know, when I'm talking to my customers about thrust thrust reversers, other people are like, what are you talking about? I'm like, it's okay. (laughs) We'll get the fan cow moved and it'll all be good. And it's because I enjoy it and I like it. And, um, there's not a lot of people like me in the, in, in this industry. So I try to bring a little bit of a different, um, skill set or creativity or, um, innovation. Uh, and it's exciting to me. So w- you launch a business in a pandemic, you're going after an industry that maybe l- not a lot of folks know about. How did you land your, your first customer, your, your, your first client to do business with you? A Facebook post. So nice. I nice. am bold in, uh, selling, talking about my business, talking about what I'm passionate about, talking about my goals. And I think that over the years, myself, uh, my business partner, Tease, and then our CFO, Larry, and our director of operations, Demetrius, I think that the four of us, we've built so many relationships. So when we first started, we were telling everyone, listen, I've supported all of you and everything you've ever done. We have a logistics company. I need you to tap into your sphere of influence. I would like an opportunity. You know, we're a minority woman owned company. So sometimes there's some barriers for us to get in with shippers. So I always say, Hey, can you introduce me to someone? Do you know anyone? And someone on my Facebook, um, reached out and connected us with an aerospace company. And we had our grand opening on October 2nd and on Monday, October 5th. The customer asked us, could we um, start doing work for them in spot lane? So the relationship started and we've been able to keep that ever since. So uh, it was really literally, as I tell my team, I sh- uh, I always shoot my shot. Like um, <laughs> every chance I get, I'm like, hey, any aerospace companies listening, I would love to serve you. I do it every, every place I'm at, anywhere. I'm in the grocery store and I hear someone talking about manufacturing. I'm like, hey, I have a logistics company. <laughs> I would love to serve you. <laughs> They're always looking at me like, okay, um, but it's worked for us. And that's how we got our first customer. Facebook. That's awesome. So a, a few days later, you, you have your first customer right after opening the doors. I imagine that was such an exciting and sort of like a, a, a sigh of relief almost too, because months and months of planning went into this before you opened up the doors. Is that correct? It So many months. Like, since March, we'd been planning. We filed for the business in June. And then we waited to have our grand opening after we got our authority. But what we did that was a little bit different is that I told our story every step of the way from the very beginning when we were like, mm. we have an idea, you know, we have an idea, this crazy idea. And then we talked about more and we talked about finding our office space. And I, I shared a lot on my Instagram and on my Facebook so that people could see behind the scenes, the challenges of finding the, the right office space where we could host clients, but it would be fiscally responsible and, you know, making sure that we had all of our ducks in the rows and, you know, different challenges that we overcame along the way. I shared that publicly on social media. And so when people were already invested into our journey before we even had our grand opening, they had Mm. been watching us and seeing how we were going to. So I made sure that a part of my strategy was positioning our business so that people in our community and people around us felt like they were a part of the start of it. And so they were, they bought into the success of our business and made sure they did whatever they could to push us forward. 
I love that. And and it's such a good case of of how sometimes the ROI doesn't ma- d- doesn't uh, show up in an analytics report. But for a lot of people it, the ROI and and analytics reports are important. Do you do you follow any kind of, you know, maybe Google Analytics or or um any other kind of measurement tool in order to see I guess the the quote-unquote true success of your your social media posts? So Google is number one. I even share posts on Google. And a lot of people don't understand. They're like, why would I post on Google? I'm like, because it's free marketing. People search everything on Google. So if I'm putting out content, the same content that I'm sharing on other platforms, I repurpose that on Google. And those analytics are through the roof. That also helps with my website. My website, I'll, I'll see when I do shows like this or different things, different platforms, podcasts, I'll see a spike and an increase in the insights on my website. And that's why I love Wix because on the back end, I can see how many people are, are coming to the site or from an email marketing standpoint. When I send out a campaign, I can see who opened the campaign, how many people, you know, click through to schedule a call, how many people were interested. And then I know to pitch them a little bit differently and kind of court them a little bit differently, whether on LinkedIn or Instagram. Yeah, I love that you bring that up because I had also heard you say that you're you're the millennial of the executive team and everybody else kind of had a different version of uh, how we're going to launch this business. I think you mentioned that they were going to send out flyers and you said, no, we're, we're not going to do that. At all. And I think that there's an age difference. So I tell people all the time, being a, I love being a millennial. Um, there's a challenge and a power struggle sometimes when it comes to our content strategies, but they support me. Right. And then I listen to them when they're talking about, you know, maybe we shouldn't do, you know, spend this amount on branding photos. Maybe we should put the budget at, you know, this amount. So it's a give and take, but it, we really have found balance with that. Even with professional photos, they were like, we don't need that. So I'm like, yes, we do. We need professional photos. I created our website, but I wanted it a specific way. So there were certain things that I felt were important. Um, investing in, in, in the beginning for our branding, you know, whether it's our logo or, or whatever. And, and they were like, okay, well, we're trusting you. You know, I feel like there's some skepticism in the logistics space about the return on investment because sometimes it's not a dollar amount, right? It's positioning. And if I'm positioned in a place where a customer can see me or a shipper can find me, then now we've created more opportunity. And sometimes people don't necessarily agree with that, but it's true. How are you? And, and I think, you know, obviously you, you started making the media round. So you're starting to get that attention that that legwork is starting to pay off. And so how yeah. do you I, I guess you, you mentioned that your communication strategies have changed from uh, a millennial to a non millennial. How does your communication strategy change in an online environment, uh, you know, from a LinkedIn to an Instagram? I imagine, you know, LinkedIn probably is a little bit more um, polished, whereas like Instagram, you can be a little bit more casual. Is that, is that a fair statement? Definitely. LinkedIn is super polished. I'm always going to represent my brand. I still stay true to myself, um, but I make sure that I'm, you know, I don't, I don't use slang. It's not relatable because my friends are not on LinkedIn. I'm here to connect in a professional environment and I want under pe- uh, people to understand who I am as a professional. Now, if you want to get to know who I am more as a person, Instagram is a great place because I am going to, I tell everyone I should have been like a comedian slash singer, except for I don't have a singing voice. And <laughs> LinkedIn is my, um, Instagram is my place to showcase that, you know, mm-hmm. my more creative side. 
And so I, Instagram has always been a little tricky for me. So maybe you, you can you can educate me on on what I should be doing because I feel like I'm I'm doing all the wrong things on Instagram. I'm I'm losing followers. I'm not getting that good engagement. Am I overthinking it, or or maybe I should switch it up and try something new? So it's actually great when you lose followers because when you lose followers, that lets you know that your target audience is still there. So when I lose followers, I look at it as a great thing because I'm losing people who are not interested in my entrepreneurial journey. I'm Mm. losing people that are not interested in me empowering women. And I'm losing people that are not interested in the logistics space. So those aren't the people that I want anyways. And from a brand partnership uh, standpoint, what I've found now that I'm starting to negotiate brand, I'm like, I'm negotiating brand partnerships. This is awesome. <laughs> so now that I'm doing that, I'm realizing that those anti- those analytics, like, you know, your uh, amount of your percentage of engagement and how many people are engaging with your content, they're basing it off of how many followers you have. So I, for me, I have 2,400 solid followers, which is better than 10,000 followers where maybe only less than 1% engage, you know, having 5% of my audience engage at, at 2,500 followers is more viable and more of a, a opportunity for a brand. So I look at it as a positive. So don't overthink it. Also, I've learned to connect with people as if every time I put out content, I act as if I'm talking to my best friend, someone that I've known my entire life and I speak directly to her. And so every time I make a post, even if it's a professional post, it's inspiring. I give that personal one-on-one conversation feel to all of the content that I put out. And I find that that has a lot better engagement than just kind of like an open, um, an open, uh, you know, format such as LinkedIn, you know, how we do on LinkedIn. So does your strategy change at all from like a personal profile to your business profile? Most certainly. So on the business profile, we sometimes share ourselves or I'll share if I'm like on a podcast, but we do try to keep it specific to our business, our journey as a whole and our employees. From the personal side, I'm always trying to encourage people. I'm talking about my own personal journey. You know, I'm adopted and I have like this entire journey that I've been through as someone who's been adopted. And so I connect with people in a a personal, emotional level where I don't necessarily do that on LinkedIn. Um, So I find that Instagram is a, a better place to connect with someone from your personal side and, and, and personal brand, and then get them to follow Allegiant Logistics. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a double-edged sword, I guess, trying to balance or trying to walk that line of, of having the personal account and how much do you share personally on the business account. So I, I love that advice. And I'm, I'm definitely going to take that to heart because I feel like Instagram is just there's so many users there. And so I almost worry that I'm, I'm overextending myself by being on too many platforms at once. Do you feel ever like you're, you're spread too thin or, or, or you focus solely on, you know, Instagram and LinkedIn? I focus solely on Instagram and LinkedIn. I occasionally share to Facebook, but Facebook Mm -hmm. is where my family and my cousins and, you know, um, most of the time I'm just, uh, reposting content as I feel like that's necessary on Facebook. 
Facebook, besides that first customer, we don't see much engagement from. So we mm-hmm. really focus on LinkedIn and Instagram because the ROI has been tremendous. Instagram for me is where I source 90% of my carriers because oh, wow. I can send them a funny video. I can comment. I'm like, oh my goodness, you're always on time. And then I'm inboxing them like, listen, I wish I had drivers like you on my team. Here's my carrier packet. Fill it out. Let's get moving. And that's how I'm able to connect with them on like a the, the DAT sometimes can be like scammy when it comes to relationships. I mm-hmm. feel um, it's very hard to connect with someone that you just meet off the DAT. I will say I've, I've met amazing carriers off of there, but for the most part, we source through Instagram because the drivers wow. are on there. They're sharing their experiences. And I tell everyone, take 30 minutes a day and search the uh, truck drivers of Instagram, flatbed drivers of Instagram. There's so many hashtags, search them. See the people who are creating content in that space and then connect with them. Hey, where are your trucks at? Oh, you have a fleet, 20 trucks? Awesome. I definitely need to connect with you. And it's more organic. So that's that's amazing. And so uh, as someone who loads cold calling, I heard you mention that you don't want to make cold calls. Would you say that, that like an Instagram DM has replaced the cold calling for you? Definitely. I send messages on LinkedIn and Instagram. So Hmm. I don't only just, I make sure I'm sending a voice message because I want them to hear my voice. I want them Hmm. to hear the sincerity in my voice. Listen, I'm a newer broker. We've opened this new division. We've been in business for a long time, but this is a new division. I'd like an opportunity. Give me a shot. I can get it done. And when they hear my voice, they're like, Wow, first of all, I didn't know you could send voice messages on here. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't know that either. Something new. <laughs> and then and then I'll follow up with a video so they can see me. And I'll be like, Yes, you learned something new. My name's Shaylin Dixon. Then I'll, you know, plug my business and what we can do and send my capability statement. But I'm able to at least like slide into their DMs or slide into their Instagram um, box without being spammy because that happens to me all day. People inbox me. I probably get a hundred messages. Hey, I have new freak technology. Hey, I'm not going to keep inboxing you if you don't. I'm like, whoa, mad aggressive. <laughs> you don't have to be like that. <laughs> you literally can just like come at somebody like they're your friend or they're somebody that you just want to get to know, right? Court me, you know, get to know me first before you right. just like shove a service down, you know, just hey. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm Shaylin Dixon and, you know, thank you. On LinkedIn, I am not as much with the, hey, you know, awesome job, love your content. I'm sharing articles that are related Mm -hmm. to their company. So when I identify um, any type of aerospace company, I will connect with their employees. And then as their employees are mentioned, as their companies are doing specific things, I then share them in their inbox and say, this is awesome. I want customers who are doing this for their employees. I would love the opportunity to join you and partner with you as your transportation provider. And that tends to one, give them free content to share about their business. So they, they're like, thanks, I'm about to, sh- I'm going to repost this. I'm like, awesome. And then two, I'm providing value. So I'm not just asking for something in return. I'm, I'm giving them, uh, you know, a, a, a congratulations or a thanks and then giving them something in return. So that helps. So as somewhat, I mean, obviously you're, you're, you're super experienced, especially when it comes to social selling, because, because it sounds like how you've gotten the, the majority of your initial customers. And so, 
knowing all of the the training and the mentorship and and everything that went into opening a business if if somebody is thinking out there that they want to start maybe up their 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 own agency or their own uh trucking business what's the number one piece of advice that you would give to them the number one piece of advice i would say is research and don't just research filing your LLC and getting a DMB number, research the industry, research whatever niche you're going to be in, research whatever services you're going to provide. Pick a lane and stay in it, literally, figuratively and literally. <laughs> stay in your lane. And when you do that, it's so much easier to learn more and be able to provide value to customers. So many times I see new brokers or new logistics providers, they're like, I offer everything. I do reefers, drive-ins, flatbeds, everything, oversized, hazmat, you know, <laughs> they're, they're not really sticking specific. So it's hard for them to connect with their ideal customer. And so I say research and get really clear about what your business is going to do and who your business is essentially at, at the core. So. So with with launching the new business and and you've been operating in, in operation since October. So what is next for you guys, especially in 2021 and beyond? So for us, we are just expanding. Our goal is to add more people to our team, uh, make more of an impact within our community. Um, and we are hoping to get a lot more assets of our own. So we're working towards that. We are very um, systems oriented. So we are just making sure that we're serving the customers that we have and being prepared to scale, right? I'm planning to be that billion dollar company and making sure that we're in position to be able to handle the freight and the responsibility that comes along with it. That's amazing. Now on, on a personal note, what, what's next for you? What, what more do you want to learn from the industry and, 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 uh, maybe outside of the industry? So I definitely want to learn how to uh, operate in this space more from a car content marketing strategy. I really enjoy being a logistics influencer, as they say we are now. Um, and I hope that one day I can have my own show. I love that. I would love the opportunity to do exactly what you do, right? Interview people and allow people to come and have their voices heard and share really important knowledge with everyone else. And I think as I scale my business, I'm interested in learning how other people have scaled their businesses, right? There's no need to recreate the wheel. So I'm hoping that a show is in my future. Absolutely. I, I feel like it's going to be. So as if people want to follow along your journey and, and, and know about your future show that's coming down the pipeline, where can they find more, more of your work? So you can connect with me on all social media platforms at Shaylin Dixon. You can also connect with the business Allegiant Logistics on all social media platforms. So I definitely have really, really enjoyed talking with you today, Blythe. Like, Thank I, you so much for coming on. <laughs> I, I really, really appreciate the opportunity. So, no, I mean, you, you taught me new stuff today. I guess I got to get more involved with Instagram because I, I've been hating on the platform for the better part of a year. But I think that's just my TikTok elitism coming through. Yeah. Listen, I love TikTok, but I feel the same way that you feel about Instagram towards TikTok. There's so many people in the space, and I put videos on there, and I don't. I don't get much back. So I never, I'm not a TikToker. I'll go on to like record fun TikToks, but then most of the time I'll remove the logo and put them on Instagram. So 
<laughs> I do the same thing. I just, we just flip flop it. So it, maybe we can share some strategies after this is over. And so I'll, I'll help you with TikTok. You help me with Instagram and then, and then we can grow together. I would love that. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you, Shay. It, it was awesome to have you on. And, and uh, I speak for a lot of people when I say that I look forward to watching your career journey. Thank you again. And everyone who's watching, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. If you like what you heard, consider sharing it with a friend. Podcast discoverability is a bit of a challenge for creators like myself, so word of mouth goes a long way. You can check out past episodes of the show by hitting up the learn page on digitaldispatch.io. I also have some free courses on the site that cover content marketing, distribution, and even how to audit your own website. That's going to come in handy as everyone starts to prepare for those 2022 budgets. While you're there, you can also check out our socials, the DIY shop, or custom services. Until next time, I'm Blythe Brumleaf, and I will see you real soon.